Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seeker Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to get into this episode for this week. You guys, I got some things that I want to talk to you about. Um, and we have a lot of questions that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So excited to get to those. Got some fuck, Mary kills, got all the good stuff. So I hope you're all doing well and happy and healthy. And you're, I swear to God, something's going around. Everyone I know is sick. Everyone I know is sick, not with COVID, but everyone's got a damn fever and a freaking cough and, you know, swollen glands. So I hope that you guys are good and you're taking your, um, you're drinking your vitamin C stuff, you know, emergency and all of that stuff, because something's going around tis the season. But I had a story that I wanted to talk to you guys about my parents. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, you think I'm ugly and I get it. But I posted something um, last night, Saturday night um, about my parents. They, my dad texted me this photo of my mom And he said, we're going to a concert. And my mom was standing there in an empty venue, uh, just kind of in a, there were, there was no one else around. And she was in like kind of a hallway that was leading to the venue. And she was, she was posing. And, and I love, I laugh hysterical when my, my parents do this because like they, it's so cute to me. Like my mom will send me a picture of my dad next to a car and be like, dad's by the car. You know, like it's just always so random. So it was uh, my mom was giving that energy of I don't know if you guys know the photo of Robert Pattinson standing like in a kitchen in a sweatsuit Um, and he's just kind of like awkwardly looking at the camera. That was the vibe. That was the vibe that she was giving. So I said, what concert are you going to? They were going to a Billy Joel cover band called Big Shot. And. I said, because I saw in the photo, it gave away that there was absolutely no one else in in the venue. So I said, how many hours early did you show up? And my dad said, the show starts at nine. We got here at 630 so I could find parking. So it's psychotic. Um, They were in Huntington, which is a town on Long Island. You know, it's not like they were driving into the city and, and, and to show up two and a half hours early to a Billy Joel cover band called Big Shot is, is, is chaotic. It's chaotic. And, but we love to see it because it's so my parents, I don't know if I told you guys a story about when I played at the garden, my, (laughs) just in case I didn't tell you when I played at the garden, um, you know, it very much wasn't my show and I wanted everything to run smoothly. I wanted like, I, I brought a few people, but my parents, my aunt, whatever. And, uh, I had told them ahead of time. I'm like, you got to get there early to get your COVID test. If you want to come to the after party, you have to get tested for COVID beforehand. They're going to test you your VIP. They'll give you a bracelet that way. After the show, you go straight to the after party. Okay. 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 They got there at 5 PM. The show started around eight. It could have even started at nine. I don't remember, but they got there at 5 PM. Um, and they lock up your phones at that show you know, cause uh, Chappelle was on it. So he doesn't, he doesn't play around like that. Like if you're going to see Chappelle, you, you don't, you don't have access to your phone. So they lock up your phone. So I go up, blah, blah, blah. We're an hour into the show about, and my mom's calling me and I'm like, well, this is bad because this means she has her phone and something has gone awry. Okay. So I pick up the phone 
on FaceTime. She's like, I don't know what to do. We forgot to get our COVID test. Mind you, they were in the venue four hours early. Okay. So I said, what do you mean you forgot to get your COVID test? She's like, we were just so excited. We went straight to our seats. And, and by the way, sat there for four hours. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't get to you. I'm all the way in the back. You're, she was in the lobby of Madison Square Garden. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how she got her phone, who she was talking. I have no idea. And she's like, I feel like an idiot and nobody knows where to, where I should go and what I should do. And I just want to make sure I could go to the party because I should have gotten my test earlier. But I'm like, ma, I don't know. I'll ask around back here for the people who work at Live Nation, see if they could help you out. But like, I'm a fucking nobody on this show. Like, this is not my show. And also, I don't think they would be able to help you, but I'm walking around going crazy, asking everyone, like, you know, anyone I saw with a badge, I'm like, hey, my parents forgot to get their COVID test, blah, blah, blah. So she calls me back and this is there. Okay. She calls me back and she goes, all right, I got my test. I'm like, all right, well, you know, so-and-so is on stage now. I think it was like Chris Rock. I'm like, Chris Rock's on stage now run back in and, and you'll be able to see him. And she was like, no, we're already at the after party. So they went to the after party an hour and a half early while the show was still going on. So it was technically during, it, it wasn't even the party yet because <laughs> it wasn't after the show, it was during the show. But you know, that's very much, <laughs> that's very much my parents vibe. Um, they get everywhere early. God forbid you have to travel with them. Um, you know, I remember once my mom and I were going to Florida together. This was years and years ago. We were going to Florida together and, um, the flight was at, let's say 5 PM and she wanted to get there at 11 AM. Um, because you never know. She said, we, we, we don't know if it's going to get delayed. I was like, well, if it's going to get delayed, we'll be here even longer. But, you know, it's cute. I think that's just something that happens um, when they get to a certain age. They just got to make sure you got to factor in traffic. That's two hours, you know, to get 15 minutes away. And uh, they would be great in L.A. You know, they should really move to L.A. because then they would just be everywhere on time. Because I feel like in L.A., you got to leave three hours early to get 10 minutes away. But that just cracked me the hell up, you guys. Parents are so damn cute and funny. I'm like, you don't even know how funny you are, which is, which is why it's funny. You know, when they're trying to be funny, it's like, all right, we get it, you know? But it's always something with those two. And just an update, I do still have my Nespresso machine and it is very luxurious. And I have been drinking several cappuccinos per day and I had two this morning. So I'm freaking wired. Okay, I, I'm absolutely, I'm wired. But anywho, let's get into some of these questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Okay, this one is called Concerned Cat Mom. Oh my God, I'm scared. Okay. Hey girl, I'm starting a new job in marketing soon and this is going to require a lot of travel. It's a great opportunity and I'm excited to get out there and see some cities I've never seen before, but I'm worried about my cat. My roommate and her cat are moving out next month and my little girl is super needy. She sleeps with me every night and is constantly at my feet. She doesn't let me sleep past 8 a.m. without getting up to feed her. She's still sitting on my, she's sitting on my lap as I type this. Aww. 
I was wondering what you do with your boys when you do road gigs and stuff. I know you got them during COVID when you probably weren't traveling as much slash at all, but as things pick up more and more, are you finding that living alone with pets is becoming more of an issue? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Here's a picture of my cat, Fiona. Oh, Fiona's a black cat. I want a black cat. I think black cats are so damn cute. They're so cute because you could really only see their eyes. Here's what, here's my laundry list of cats I want. I want a, I want a black cat. I want an orange cat. I want a brown cat. Um, and I want a hairless cat. Like I want one in every color. And oh my God, maybe uh, also I want a, a white cat with blue eyes, like a beautiful, like the fancy feast that, that, that pretty bitch on the fancy feast packages. Hello. Is she a princess? Like what country is she a princess of that little cat that's on the fancy feast? Um, because I, I'm picturing her, like, it's very much, what was that cartoon? That beautiful, that beautiful white cat. Anywho. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting riled up, but yes, I hate leaving my babies. I absolutely hate leaving them. They're my babies. I'm obsessed with them. I will freaking, I gave birth to, to them. So it makes perfect sense why we feel this way. Every time I leave the house, whether I'm going on the road or going to the grocery store, I look at them and a tear, a tear falls from my eye. But, you know, when I go away, I have my neighbors who are wonderful that check in on them um, every day. And I have a cat sitter um, that I call and she'll, it, uh, I usually will have her come twice a day or once a day, depending on who else is going to be checking in on them. So I have a cat sitter. Um, my other friend that lives, my best friend that lives a few blocks away from me, she comes every day and checks in on them. So they have people coming in and checking on them, um, which they probably don't even need that much. You know, if someone were to check in once a day or whatever, I'm not even so concerned with them eating because I have an auto feeder that holds like five pounds of food and I have a, the, you know, water dispenser that holds a, that holds a gallon of water. So it's not even about like somebody feeding them. I just get nervous because, you know, cats are freaking, they're loco. And especially my Stanley, he jumps off of shit and he knocks things over. And I, I wake up all the time to just the sound of, of shattering glass. So I just want to make sure that they're safe more so than anything. But you can have someone check in on them. And, and cats are really good on their own. Um they're, it's not like a dog where you have to walk them. They have to go outside all these times a day. Like cats are pretty chill. I mean, they sleep pretty much 24 seven. So I think that it's easier for them than it is for us to leave them, but you'll be fine and they'll be fine. And I swear, like, it's just so damn, it's so cute having animals and no, I don't regret. It. I would never regret having an animal. I love them so much and I want more. So They'll, they'll be okay. I promise. Cats are really, really self-reliant. Okay. This next one says jealous of your vibe. Oh, wait. Oh, that's a Patreon one. Sorry. Skipping through. Um, this one says 32 year old stepdad. Hi, Carly and sweet little babes, Robert and Stanley. I'm a new listener of the pod and big fan since the girl code days. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I've been binging the pod on my commute to work and it seriously makes my day. I apologize in advance for this novel, LOL. So I am almost 29 years old and my mom is engaged to a guy that's 32. Oh, okay. My mom is engaged to a guy that's 32. Like what the fuck? My brother is 32 and my sister's 35. 
Is it valid to be upset at their relationship slash age difference? She's 51. She had us young. She got pregnant with my sister at 15. About a year or so ago, my mom let, met her fiance on Bumble. They got engaged maybe a month ago and she expects all of us to just be cool with it. But I have personally been around the man maybe three times in the past year that they've been together. My relationship with my mom is strained and has been for a few years now while I slowly started to realize what type of person slash mother she is. She didn't raise us. She left us when I was three years old. She cheated on my dad with a coworker and left. Eventually she moved three and a half hours away from us, but got us twice a month. And growing up, I never really understood the situation. I had a good relationship with my mom as a kid because I always had fun and had a friend, but never a maternal figure. Her fiance has two kids. They're toddlers, literal toddlers. It's upsetting that she's 51 years old and literally starting over with a guy with young kids when she is not motherly and didn't raise her own kids. She has grandkids and she never spends time with them. We all live in the same city too. When she got engaged, she told my sister and I, um, but didn't tell my brother. She posted on Facebook. And so I assumed that she had told him. So I talked to my brother about quote unquote, the news. And he had no idea. How fucked up is that? My mom always plays victim and cannot handle the criticism. When I got upset with her for not telling my brother that she got engaged, she turned it into, she turned it onto me and my grandma and got her involved. I know this is long. I'm sorry, but Christmas is coming up. And she just informed us that he will be there with his kids. And I just don't know. And I just know it's going to be so awkward. Of course, I want my mom to be happy, but we are grown adults. And I don't know how she can just expect us to jump on board um, when none of us even know this guy or his kids. He was only split from his wife for a few weeks before they met. And he proposed when his divorce was final. This will be my mom's fourth husband. Am I a crappy daughter for being upset? No, I don't think you're a crappy daughter. I, uh, I think I would feel the same way. And I think a lot of people would feel the same way that you do about this situation for sure. Um, the, the thing with situations like this is you kind of have to ask yourself, is there anything that you can do about it? It seems like, it seems like something that's, it's completely out of your hands. Unfortunately, you know, it almost seems like if you were to say something, you would end up getting more frustrated and angry about it. So you just have to. And also, I want to address the fact that like, yeah, there's some resentment towards her because of the way you grew up. And now she's all of a sudden like she has all these little kids now and she's like mother of the year. Meanwhile, she wasn't there for you when you needed her. I, I understand that factor of it, too. And I would feel the same way. But this is maybe easier said than done, but it might just be something where you just have to wipe your hands of it and say, I'm not going to allow, um, someone to, someone to affect my, um, happiness and my energy because they won't give me the same respect in return. You know, if you were to say something to her, she would turn it back on you and, oh, you're not happy for me and blah, 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 the way that people do when you call them out sometimes. Um, but you just have to try your absolute best. And I know this is hard, but to just say, you know what, I'm not letting this affect me and I'm going to still be happy and live my life. And people are who they are. It's, it's one of those things like every once in a while we're faced with something like this, where it's like, this is a person that I love, but they hurt me and their actions hurt me and the things they say hurt me, but it's just who they are. And you just, there's nothing you can do to change it, unfortunately. 
And it's one of those like shitty things in life, in relationships, in family, where you're just like, okay, I have to accept this. Otherwise I'm the one that's suffering from it. I'm the one that it's, it's going to just drive me crazy. And this person is just, you know, blissfully ignorant to the situation. So that's, uh, I, I mean, is there anything worse than an awkward holiday too? Jesus. But I think, you know, you just have to kind of try some things in life. You just got to laugh. Otherwise you'll cry, you know? And there's nothing you could say to certain people to kind of get them to realize it. There, there's people who live in, in a real victim mentality, no matter what, no matter how wrong they are or how off they are. Um, and that, that sucks to see, but you just got to grin and bear it sometimes if it's your family. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends over at Brook Linen. No matter who's on your shopping list this holiday season, everyone can enjoy the gift of being cozy, and no one knows cozy or comfy like Brook Linen. I absolutely think our beds are like our our sanctuaries, right? I always have the cozy stuff on my bed. I got a million blankets and quilts and things. And I'm telling you, these sheets that they sent me from Brooklyn and are really, really soft. They feel so nice. They're so easy to clean. I absolutely love them. I will be, this is one of those sponsorships that's like, I will be a repeating customer. Like your girl likes to be cozy. I take it very, very serious. And I think you should too. Uh, Brooklyn was created to bring comfort to every corner of your space at prices that you can afford. And they're not just sheets anymore. They have a collection of cozy must-haves, which now includes from everything from furniture to rugs to slippers to loungewear. Shipping doesn't get any easier than Brooklyn and bundles. Save more when you stock up on essentials for your space. And now Brooklyn and gift cards, you can give everyone exactly what they want. Give the gift of comfort this holiday season and save while you do it. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code SKC for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and promo code SKC for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com, promo code SKC. Thank you, Brooklinen, for supporting Secret Keepers Club and sponsoring this episode. Uh, This next one says, should I even have a wedding? Hey, girl. Hey, just wanted to say real quick. I love the potty and have been a fan since way back. Oh, thank you so much. I recently got engaged to my mans of eight years, but the moment this happened, people immediately made it about them. In parentheses, we plan on getting married in 2022. I had an engagement party a few weeks later. I wanted to keep it small because of COVID. Plus, it's an intimate moment for us. So only close friends and family should attend, right? Well, someone said that if their boyfriend isn't invited, that they wouldn't attend. Wait, what? Oh, an engagement party. Okay. I was like, I thought we were talking wedding shower. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not customary. Okay. Which made some people in my family feel like they needed to confront me at our special party. Talk about the wrong place, wrong time. A few months later, I was talking to my sister about the topic of a destination wedding and the topic of a destination wedding came up. I told her a resort can only accommodate about 60 people, so I can't invite a lot of people. She started to tell me that I should be doing more research and even look into doing weddings in random states that I've never been to to ensure that I would be able to invite everyone so I, quote unquote, don't regret not having them there. I've spent countless shifts of work doing research and we were really excited about the place we chose. So I was offended that she basically thought I chose the first place that popped up on my Google search. 
I've had cousins express to my mom, not me, that they're excited for my wedding, even though they didn't want to reach out to me to congratulate us and even say thanks for the holiday card that we sent out last year. Other cousins I saw for the first time in 10 plus years said, quote unquote, they'll be there during the first 10 minutes of talking to them. Like, who told you all that you're invited? Um, all this has me questioning if I want to deal with other people's option, uh, opinions or if I'll be happier eloping. I've never been one to share anything in regards to my relationship because it's just so embarrassing. I would be content with something intimate, but I would also love the chance to flaunt around in a gown. Should I elope? Then if it feels right, plan a reception later. Um, thanks for reading. Love you. Kiss you right on the lips. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I, I really feel like this is such an annoying common thing where when someone's getting married, everyone kind of just makes it about them. And they're like, this is my, you know, in, in a bunch of different ways that this could happen, but girl, do whatever you feel is right. Do whatever you feel is less stressful and happier and best for you. You could elope and, and still wear your pretty dress and, and have that moment that's intimate, that you'll enjoy, that's personal with your fiance. And then plan a, plan a really chill party for over the, you know, summer or spring or whatever. Um, that you can invite everyone to, and it could be like a barbecue or something like that. That's probably which route I would go on if I felt really overwhelmed, because what ends up happening is you start resenting people, then you're more stressed out. And this should be a thing that you really enjoy and that you really, um, are excited about. And it's, it's not right that people do that. And they kind of take that excitement away from you by making it about them and who's invited, who's not invited and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I would do. I, I think I would probably elope have, you know, why don't you invite your closest family and friends for dinner that night, a really nice dinner. And then over the summer, you invite all the wackos that you, that you don't really want to see, you know, your, your third cousins and fourth cousins and whatever. And Hey, let them just come to that. But that's just my humble opinion, you know? Okay. I, I think if I were to get married, I would, I would probably have like a nice dinner, a nice dinner at a place with like, however many people, um, you know, a small thing. Cause I, I, I think I'm the type of person that would get really, really overwhelmed. Even if I had a wedding planner, I, I would just get really overwhelmed by the whole thing. And then you don't enjoy the damn party. You know, everyone, everyone I know that is, has been, you know, has had a big wedding and gotten married. They're always like the night flew by so fast because you're getting pulled left and right. And everybody wants to take a picture and you got to do all these things and all these photos and the dances and the speeches and all of that shit. And they're like, can I eat? You know, one thing about me is if I'm getting married, I'm eating the food. So. All right. This next one says my friend wants to date me and I don't want to date him. Hello, Carly and the princes. I am writing you um, to update you a bit and ask for more advice. I had written you a while back about a new guy that I was seeing that was sending mixed signals. I had just applied to a laboratory research job and and was waiting to hear back. If you don't remember, that's okay. My last email was pretty dumb compared to what I need advice on now. I actually do remember you. I have like a weird um, freakish memory with things like this. Things have worked out with the same 
with that same guy so far. We're dating exclusively now and I'm pretty much content with the relationship. Also, I got the job and I'm loving it. Oh, well, congratulations. Um, the issue is that I'm dealing with now. I accidentally, and I do mean accidentally, uh-oh, read an instant message that I was not supposed to see. Here's the sitch. I will fill in for occasional shifts at my job. And one of my best friend works there as well. I was just hanging out at his desk. Like I always do. when he asked me to review some results on one of his screens. My eyes went to the screen. I thought he was referring to, and I saw my name. It was a message exchange between him and another one of our coworkers before I could even stop my mind from realizing it was the wrong screen. I had read a part of the conversation. This is the transcript of what I remember. Other coworker, hey, uh, how were your days off? My friend, meh, I had lunch with this person writing in who I am madly in love with. Oh, and every time she mentions her boyfriend, I want to die. The other coworker says, oh no, is this quote unquote future wife? My friend says, yes, LOL, she's here today. And, and that's when my brain said, hey, stop reading. Um, this guy is one of my closest friends. And now I can't stop thinking about how our friendship over the past four years, what I thought was uh, platonic and he had ulterior motives. This guy is very sweet and the biggest cheerleader, but I just do not reciprocate these feelings. I have no clue how long he's harbored these feelings for me. And it's just messing with my head. When we first met, I told him that I had a crush on him and he expressed very clearly that he was not interested for a few reasons. Oh, okay. So now the freaking tables have turned and that is on being a girl boss. I was too young in parentheses 19 at the time. And he was getting back into his religion of which I am not a member. We were coworkers and I wasn't his type. After that, he had a running joke of a marriage pact, hence the future wife for when I'm 40 and he's 45. And we have been great friends ever since. A few questions. Should I tell him that I read the message exchange? I'm going to answer that one right now. Absolutely not. Um, do I need to stop being friends with him? No, you don't need to stop being friends with him. The more people that are in love with you, the better. Um, any advice you can give would be very much appreciated. Thank you so much for continuing to do the podcast. Every Monday, I look forward and scream laughing in my car. And it really starts my week the, my week the right way. Um, okay. And then she gives a would you rather that I'm going to save for the end of this. But no, girly, let this man freaking love you, okay? Don't tell him that you saw the exchange because it wasn't meant for you to see, even though it was an accident. I actually do believe that this was an accidental one. And trust me, if I saw my name on a damn computer screen, I am reading the combo. But yeah, it's just going to embarrass him. It's going to make it weird and awkward. And you don't have to stop being friends with him because you don't have to act on his feelings. And if it ever comes up, you just say, hey, I freaking liked you when I was 19 and you were out here, you know, avoiding me. And now guess what? So really karmically, he deserves this. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But who cares? The guy loves you. Hey, it's a good problem to have. If you ever need someone to put together a fucking Ikea shelf, you know who you can call. And it's that guy. And who knows what's going to happen with the guy that you're dating now? And who knows if you can love this guy? I mean, he's a freaking scientist. Okay. I already love him. Just give him my phone number and I will snatch him right away from you. Any girlies, any guy you don't want to be in love with you anymore, just give him my phone number and we'll talk. Okay. Um, but no, I don't think that it's anything you need to worry about. It seems like he keeps it professional and respectful. So if he was like trying to make moves on you or flirting or making you feel uncomfortable in your relationship, 
I would say that's where you kind of have to put your foot down, but Hey, those feelings are thoughts that are in his damn head that you should have never seen. So he's being, he's being a gentleman about it and leave it alone. It's fine. Don't worry about it, girly. And I, and I do think that I, I don't think that this means that you guys aren't really friends. Um, you know, I don't think he was using you or anything like that. I just think, um, it's just one of these things where he probably loves you because you're such good friends, you know? Um, but I believe the friendship is real. So this next one, speaking of friends says my friend put a hex on me. Uh Oh, that's never good. Hi, Carly, Robert, and baby Stanley. I'm a huge fan of all three of you. (laughs) I'm writing in today to get advice on a problem I'm having with somebody that I work with. I've been at this job for about nine months. And since I first started, I clicked pretty well right away with one of my coworkers. We'll call her Jill. Jill and I have been getting along great at work and even hung out outside of work a few times. And we started to develop a friendship um, that would extend past our work life. She tells me often that I'm one of her best friends and she's always been super interested in my life and getting to know me and has always been really good and attentive friend. And I enjoy having her around and working with her is always a fun time. Until about a month ago, I started noticing some differences in her behavior. We work in a sales-based job and we earn commission. So there's always a little bit of healthy competition, but everyone in the job is fair and never acts in a way that causes any conflict until Jill. Lately, a lot of us at work have been frustrated with her behavior because she's doing some shady things when it comes to sales, stealing sales from others, aggressively taking um, over conversations when someone else is trying to sell, etc. And no one is really wanting to say anything to her about it until I was alone with her one night and she pulled some of that shit on me. I went off on her and told her that her behavior lately is not okay and she's been fair and And she's not been fair and called her out on all the shady things that we've all noticed her doing. She didn't really respond um, to what I had to say. And we ended up kind of ignoring each other for the rest of the week. Well, the weekend comes and I end up having a terrible weekend, like freaky universe stuff, just a bunch of bad luck going on. And uh oh, is this going where I think it's going? Is Jill a witch? Only time will tell. Hold on. And nothing is going my way all weekend. Come to find out this bitch put a freaking hex on me. Oh my God. I love her. No, I don't love her, but honestly, and that's on being a girl boss. A mutual coworker of ours told me that Jill told her one night that she put a hex on me as revenge for going off on her. Oh my God. The hex was meant to ensure that I had a terrible weekend, which I did. And when I found out this information, I confronted her. I calmly came to her and I told her that I was told she put a hex on me and I was very upset. She started Googling the difference between a hex and a curse to explain the difference to me, to which I told her I did not care. And the difference is I don't want any bad juju coming my way. She apologized and said um, she still really cares about me and doesn't want to lose me as a friend and admitted that she shouldn't have manifested anything bad. Oh, my God. What a psycho crazy bitch. What a psycho. Honestly, I feel like she's in love with you. Okay, hold on. Um, bad coming my way, regardless of our differences. I let it go and accepted her apology. And honestly, I just view her in a different light. Now I'm afraid if I end that friendship entirely, she'll put out the cauldron and get to work again. I still have work with her every day and I've been civil for my own sake of avoiding to have tension at work. But honestly, every time I'm around her, I'm just very annoyed and want nothing to do with her. I need advice on how to handle the situation now. I'm not very good at faking something um, if I'm just not feeling it. So I can't feel my 
so I can feel my vibes are different, but I just don't want to create an uncomfortable work environment for myself flat out telling her, uh, that I don't want to be friends anymore. Any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. Okay. So this girl's a psycho and we should get as far away from her as possible. I understand, um, that you have to work with her and see her all the time. So you, you don't want to get into a fight and have it be awkward, but no more hanging out with her outside of work. I've never made, I've never casted a spell or a hex on someone, but what I have done is types of things. Like if you write down her name, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. And guess what? I don't care. Cause I am, you write her name down on a piece of paper. Like when you want someone to leave you alone, that you feel is giving you bad energy. Like um, there's been people who I just feel are a little, uh, shady towards me and I just don't want their energy. I don't want your energy. I'm not absorbing your energy. I want you to leave me the hell alone. Um, you write their name down on a piece of paper and you freeze it. You know, you put it in a little ice cube tray or, or a cup or something, or even a plastic bag and you put water and you freeze it in the freezer and you just leave it there and they'll leave you alone. That's a spell. Hey, sometimes you gotta, Hey, sometimes you gotta freaking, you know, do that. And do, and do I maybe have a, a couple of those in my freezer right now? Maybe I do, but sometimes, you know, haters are going to cast spells on us and, and, uh, give us the evil eye and we need to protect ourselves. So I think that there's things you can do, um, to just get her to understand that you guys aren't friends anymore. Like don't hang out with her outside of work you know, don't go out of your way for her in any way. Just keep it professional, keep it moving. And this girl's a psycho. And I would tell someone that you work with that she did that. Also, I want to know the spell. I want to know the damn hex um, that she casted on my girly because it, it, if it worked, she's in the wrong profession. She shouldn't be in sales. Um, and also if she was that good of a witch, couldn't she just freaking manifest her getting all the sales and she wouldn't have to be so shady about it. I don't believe that she's really a witch. Um, okay. So anywho, this next one says, uh, can a man have too many bath mats? Hey, we'll see. Hey, Carly Stanley and Robert love you all so much. Big fan of the pod. You, uh, and my girlies make every, <laughs> every day, uh, every day, Monday. Oh, make my day every Monday. Doi. Sorry guys. I had a lot of Nespresso pods this morning. Make my day every Monday. And I'm so glad I found you this year. Secret Keepers Club was my top podcast in 2021 Spotify wrapped and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, well, thank you so much. This past weekend, I spent a night at my ex's house. Don't worry. We ended things a few years ago and we're good friends now. I just crashed at his place um, with some of our other friends after a late night out. And I just wanted to show you a picture of his bathroom because really I died laughing when I saw that <laughs> when I saw that he had not one, not two, but five bath mats in his tiny ass bathroom and three towels plus a hand towel. Trust me, I know this man isn't seeing anyone. So these are all his. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, we love to see it. And I'm proud my ex passes the secret keepers club test with flying colors. Thanks to you. I have high expectations. I'm never settling for anything less than this. <laughs> love you so much. I hope you do a show in DC so we could shake our asses together at the cheesecake factory. Absolutely. Um, and then she added a picture. Oh my God. He really did have, wait, one, two, three, four. He really did have five bath mats. And, and, and I will say they're overlapping in some areas. It seems like a lot of bath mats. Um, there's barely any floor showing, uh, let's see one, two, I would say there's two that are extra long bath mats and then three regular sized 
bath mats. So there's again, barely any tile. Is he like a weirdo or something about getting his feet on the floor? Like, I kind of love this guy. He, and also they kind of don't match. It doesn't look right. Um, but I am obsessed with it. And if I went to a guy's bathroom and he had also, wait, I need to zoom in because if this is what I think it is, it looks like one of the bath mats has a scale on it. Um, which I don't even know if that works, but he's my favorite. I think you guys should get back together. (laughs) No, if I went into a guy's apartment, I would be like, oh, he's a psycho, but we love that for him. So, okay. Let's get into this next one, which I think is the last, might be the last one. Let me just double check. Okay. This one says just a secret plus a Christmas FMK. Ooh. So we have a secret. Hi, Carly. Actual day one, episode one listener here. Thank you for three plus years of laughs and entertainment. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. And, you know, thank you to all the new listeners. Thank you to the people who have been there from the beginning. Um, I, I appreciate you guys for, for riding and, and sticking with me. I really do appreciate that. This is something that I, um, truly enjoy doing and look forward, look forward to every week. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that we have that in common. Okay. So this one says, I don't need advice on what I'm about to tell you. It's just a secret that I can't share with any of my friends in real life because it could get messy if one person tells the other and yada, yada. I'm going to, give you kind of a backstory just so you get the full picture. So I apologize in advance. So a few years ago, I became friends with a girl. We'll call her Sam. Sam and I are no longer friends because I got to know her better and she was just a bitch. So I go, (laughs) I could go into so much detail and stories about why slash how she's a bitch, but it's just not the point of this email. Okay. I'm following Sam is a bitch and you are no longer close with her. Anyway, while we were friends, Sam was dating a guy on and off. We'll call him Ricky. Their relationship was very toxic and annoying. Like he would break up with her and she would swear that she was done with him. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know all about it. And even start seeing other guys. But as soon as Ricky reached out again, they were back together. I totally lost track of how many times this happened. And I will spare you the details of all the breakups. But I thought the only logical explanation of her always getting back with him is that the D was so good, especially since she bragged a few times about how much sex they had. I met Ricky through her and... We have a few interests in common, so we followed each other on social media, and after they broke up, she and I stopped being friends. Ricky and I have chatted a few times. It's usually just a response or something um, that I post that he's also interested in, so it leads to a little combo. Anyway, he had been saying for a while that we should hang out. So last night I was bored and lonely and decided to hit him up. Oh my God, this is so juicy. Oh my God, this is so juicy. What's going to happen? Stop. I'm freaking out, girly. Anyway, we have been, oh my God. Okay. So last night I was bored and lonely and decided to hit him up and see if he wanted to hang out. He suggested we go get drinks at this place I had never been to. And it was close by. So I agreed. Now this man never hit on me or had been flirtatious at all. Yes, he did. If a guy's DMing you, he wants to bang you. And that's just the bottom line. Okay. Um, not all the time, but you know, the vibes. Okay. He had never been flirtatious at all, so it was just two friends hanging out, or so I thought that was it for me after all, but we were at this cute lounge having a drink and playing board games when all of a sudden he put his arm around my shoulder. This made me, this made it very hard to continue uh, playing the board game, and I was kind of annoyed because I was winning, lol. (laughs) Anyway, after about an hour and a half at the bar, he asked if I was ready to leave, and I had finished my drink and was pretty tired, so I said, yeah. 
forgot to mention, and this is important that he picked me up. So we were riding together. He asked if I wanted to go anywhere else. And I said, no, thanks. I just want to go home now. We got to my house and was saying thanks and goodbye. And I leaned over to give him a hug before stepping out of the car and tell me why he went in for a kiss, actually a full makeout. Well, I'll tell you why he went in for a kiss because you guys were on a date. I, 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 you know, I've been in this situation where I was on a date and I didn't know like my ex-boyfriend, Gary, like the first time we hung out, I didn't know we were on a date. I was like, oh, we're on a date. Like I realized like a week later that we were on a date, but Hey, it is what it is. Right. Um, one thing led to another and we ended up banging in the backseat of his car. Okay. Michelle branch. Okay, Michelle Branch, grass on the floor when I moved in. <laughs> Was that Michelle Branch? It's all right. And it's not enough to be so alone. <laughs> oh my God, not in the back seat, girly. Why didn't you go inside? <laughs> Wait, I'm crying because that's so Oh my God, not in the back seat, White House's vibes. Michelle Branch. Wait, I have to see if it was really Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch. There was Michelle Branch and like three other girls, I swear. Oh yeah, 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 it was Michelle Branch. <laughs> Listen to Michelle Branch, White House's. That song's about you. Um. Okay, so one thing led to another. We ended up banging in the back seat of his car. What am I, in high school or something? <laughs> All, all this to say, girl, the D was not that good. So I don't know why this bitch was tripping over that man for so long. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with you. I I'm absolutely in love with you. And I want to be best friends with you. She gives a, a fuck, Mary kill that we're about to do. But I just think this story is so funny because it's like, um, <laughs> I just love it. I just freaking love you guys. Sometimes that cracks me up. Michelle branch typed into the, to the potty this week, you guys. Okay. So we love that for you. Yeah. Don't tell her because she's probably crazy and then she'll start all this drama, but, um, you know, you guys aren't friends anymore. Anyway, what are you going to do? So, okay. Um, we have a, would you rather that somebody had sent in and then a fuck, Mary kill. So the fuck, Mary kill connected to this, uh, Michelle branches email is okay. It's, it's a winter edition. So it's gloves, scarf, and beanie set. Oh, it's winter. I think it's Christmas gift edition. So the first one is glove, scarf, and beanie. The next one is perfume, lotion, and body wash. And the third one is mug and hot cocoa. See, okay. I'm getting rid of perfume, lotion, and body wash because I already, I have the stuff that I like and I don't, I, I just, some stuff is too sweet. And that's stuff that I really need to buy myself because I don't want to be wasteful and just be buying shit that I'm not going to use. So we're killing perfume, lotion, and body wash set. Unless it is my my signature scent, which is Joe Malone Pomegranate Noir. Okay. Um, but I'm thinking like those sets, I usually think of like, you know, something just different. But anywho. So then glove, scarf, and beanie. I love getting a matching glove, scarf, and beanie, but I'm going to tell you something right now. One thing about me is I'm losing some shit. I'm losing the gloves. I'm losing the scarf. I'm going to lose the beanie. I'm going to lose everything. Um, so that makes it a little bit difficult. I, I, 
always, I open them and it's, you know, it's one of these things that it's kind of bittersweet because I'm opening the glove scarf and beanie and I'm saying, you know, this may be the last time I see you guys all together. Cause I'm going to leave one of you in a restaurant. Um, and then a mug and hot cocoa set. You can never go wrong with a mug and coffee set. Like everybody loves it. We live for it. You know, coffee, tea, hot cocoa, whatever the hell the person likes. If they're British, you give them the tea. Uh, I, I don't, when people drink tea over coffee, like you're such a good person. It just makes you a better person than me. But also I don't envy you because tea is not good. It's not good in my humble opinion. Um, but again, you are, you are a better person inside and out and you're probably less of, uh, I don't know. You're probably less of like a, cr- a crazy wacko. Cause I feel like, you know, if you like coffee, you're crazy like me. So, okay. I'm marrying the mug and hot cocoa set and I'm fucking the glove scarf and beanie because it's exciting. Um, and it doesn't last very long. So that's that. And then we have, then we have the, would you rather, which is, would you rather your pet being able to speak English or any language that you speak and communicate with them or become a cat and have Robert and Stanley become a human and be your owner? I would never let my cats be my owner. And I'm going to tell you that right now because they hurt my damn feelings 24 seven. And, and, and yet I am the only person they really know. So if they had more, if they had control over me, I would just be like, uh, you know, I would be on one of those damn Sarah McLaughlin commercials. It would not be reciprocal the way that I love them. It would not be reciprocal. You know, Robert would be nice sometimes, I think. But I would definitely be neglected because Robert lives under my bed and Stanley just wants to fight the second he wakes up in the morning. So I would a hundred percent, I would love for my cats to be able to speak English because I, I always wonder what they're thinking. I'm like, are you happy? Like, do you have, do you, are you fulfilled? Like, what do you want? What do you like? You know, I do feel like I know them. Like I know what Robert likes and what Stanley likes and what they don't like, but I just wish I could just chit chat with them because I do talk to them regularly. Um, and they kind of just, they kind of just go with the flow. Um, I would love for them to respond to me one time though, but anywho, I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, hope you're all well. And this was such a fun episode. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week. Uh, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Bye.